0: No swear words.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I didn't have to write any times down. Uh, won't have to add the explicit label. Should be good to go there. We'll Kids can listen. We'll Family for sign.
0: We'll have to have a sign that says it's been zero podcast since we had a swear word for, for Nathan, yeah. Nathan, and Justin. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm along for the ride for, with you on this. Uh, this is a, this is a nice this is a nice little escape for me where I'm not. I'm not playing video games, and I'm just talking with you and shooting the shit, and, you know, doing whatever ah! the hell else we're going to ah! do here.
1: Oh, you just did it. You just did it. Zero episodes since the Crestwood. <laughs> 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 we had
0: him to Herschel. There's a whole five, ten, twelve. He's running over people. Oh, you your walkers. and running with those big guys. My God,
1: Welcome into the first episode of My got a podcast. I'm your host, Jim Wood, and I've got my co-host, John Powell, with me as well. Quick housekeeping, you can follow us on Twitter at got a podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can also shoot us an email at MyGod, at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Jim Wood PMP, and you can follow John at Powell, John T., John you ready to get this thing rolling what's up man
0: let's do it we've been doing this uh we've been doing this what unofficially for quite some time
1: right exactly and you know I mean everyone is clamoring for just more Georgia themed podcast content and so figured you know change our uh text and Twitter conversations into a podcast and boom there you go
0: <laughs> absolutely and I've got a bourbon and talking to a good friend so let's let's rock and roll
1: i uh i've got creature comforts uh they are not a sponsor but i am drinking creature comforts (laughs) Uh, i've I've got got automatic
0: I've i've got a what is it american spirit whiskey the fiddler bourbon from uh atlanta oh nice i have not had that it's good
1: all right. Well, let's let's dive right in. I think we wanted to do a little bit of like season type stuff at, at some high level, but mainly, I think you know, talk about Arkansas. Um, but really, I mean, just with us actually having games, right, and coming back in, I mean, I think the biggest thing, obviously, when you think about Georgia football coming back, really is the quarterback situation. I mean, would you agree?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's been the the storyline ever since. Ever since we picked up Jamie Newman, and it became the definite storyline ever since we lost Jamie
1: Newman. Right, right. Uh, Jamie Newman will go down as an undefeated quarterback uh, at Georgia. (laughs) Uh, Not unlike uh, Glenn Mason was an undefeated uh, coach at Georgia. Um, So, I mean, I
0: did see that the, the, I did see that the, the, Hotly debated whether or not he was considered a damn good dog or not. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I saw that. I saw that as well. I mean, did he ever like take even a class? Like I don't know, like had schools had school had started, I guess, right? So maybe he was in a class virtually. But I don't know. Tough tough sure. tough to say. Yeah, I don't know. That's actually I mean, a good
0: that's actually a good question.
1: Right. So so I saw uh a Barrett Salee hot take today that I wanted to run by you that I, I thought was interesting. Cause I feel like, you know, the oh, initial no. reaction was okay. So, you know, was it COVID concerns? You know, a lot of people thought that he was, you know, kind of saw the writing on the wall with, with JT Daniels, right. That like, that that was why he was leaving. And I mean, you know, who knows we will never know. But Barrett Saleh's hot take. was actually that he thinks Jamie Newman saw the writing on the wall with Dwan Mathis, that, he could tell that Duan was on his heels in practice, and he thinks that's why he left. I thought that – that he was the first person that I had heard say
0: that. I have not seen that. Did he send that today?
1: Yeah, he said that on uh, – I saw it on on Twitter. Uh, it was like a small video clip from um, his CBS Sports stuff that he does.
0: I know that that was – I know that was a a theme that I kind of heard people on Twitter kind of uh, – Talking about for a hot minute there, but uh, that kind of died off a little bit. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I really don't know what what to think of, of why he why he left. I figure he probably felt like that there was not much of an upside for him, kind of yeah. sticking around. Um, yeah, but, I think so. But, and I, know, I
1: think his quarterback coach too, like his private coach, you know, Quincy Avery. I he was on uh, the Andy Staples show over the summer. Um, you know same guy I believe was justin Field's private coach as well right um yep. I think he's the guy that has worked with all of them and you know and, and and he was just talking about with the situation with the pandemic was basically i mean short version on paraphrasing was that that's kind of what he would advise right it's like not to put yourself at risk so i' um, you know i would i would imagine that probably played a factor as well
0: yeah I, I mean he's got a lot of folks in his ears um you know people talk about some of these guys that are guaranteed, quote-unquote, um, you know, guaranteed draft picks, high draft picks, um, or maybe they should be sitting out. You know, you kind of look at Justin Fields. Maybe he should be sitting out. I don't know, but, um, yeah. you know, he's pretty much a guaranteed lock for a top 10, top 5 pick, you know, based on his performance thus far. But uh, I don't know. At the same time, you know, he had a lot to prove. I mean, he came from... Uh, a, a lesser school, if I will, if you, if you, if you will, on that. I think that's. I'll allow um, it. I think that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he came from a, t- uh, a lower, a lower, a lower tier school where he was relied on, where he had to rely on his athleticism to succeed and excel. And I think a lot of folks were looking forward to seeing what he looked like behind a stout offensive line with quality players surrounding him at skill positions. Let's see what this kid can do. And I do think that there's an element of you know, he misses some of that. Uh, and so, yeah. in my opinion, if you're asking me, like, if I'm a GM, is is he a flyer now, or is he a lock a lock pick? In my opinion, he's more of a flyer right now.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. And I think that's, you know, i heard similar things from Seth Emerson, and Aaron Murray actually said that. I was listening to Putton Pass earlier today, and that's essentially what Aaron Murray was saying, that, you know, to him, in Aaron's eyes, he said he's never seen Newman as
0: a first-round pick, so.
1: All right. Well, you know what? Let's say enough about who's not here. Let's talk about
0: who is. Um, but here, but here, actually, before we move on, yeah. about who's, uh, you know, JT Daniels is not cleared, exactly for contact. He is not cleared. So I believe that we have the de facto starting quarterback, Dwan Mathis. Long may he reign.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and that is interesting as well, right? Like, I, and I think that's kind of been Seth Emerson's take. Has been that you know you can't give the starting reps to JT Daniels in practice without knowing that he'll be cleared, because then you're wasting reps for someone who can actually play in a game. And so, who knows? I guess we've got we're recording this Thursday night before the game. We've got a couple days to see. Maybe he uh, gets cleared. Maybe he doesn't. But I mean, all eyes are definitely on Dwan Mathis right now. Um, and I've got to say, like, sentimentally, that's who I wanted anyway. I, the story is just amazing. It's the kind of thing that yeah. if it was in a script for a movie, no one would believe it, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, first off, just coming here, you know, committed to Ohio State. only reason he's here is because Ohio State took Justin Fields, and then he wasn't feeling the love from Ohio State anymore. Georgia comes calling. Hey, we got a spot. You know, that's the only reason he's even here in the first place. You know, fast mm-hmm. forward, go, he enrolls early, goes through a spring. Catches a touchdown pass in the spring game, right on like a trick play. Um, And then, you know, we, yeah, (laughs) then, uh, then has, you know, has headaches. You know, the staff takes him to the hospital. He has the brain cyst, surgery. Don't even know if he's ever even going to play football again. And now Mm. we're looking at him possibly starting the opener. I mean, and with a lot of really a lot of excitement about behind it, right? I mean, obviously for the story again, sentimentally, I just think it's awesome. I love the story, um, but yeah. I mean, this guy's six six. He's long. He's lean. He's athletic. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the video of him throwing the pass in practice to um, to Pickens, like nice nice dime and amazing catch by Pickens. And I you just yep. start thinking like, I mean, I, I think it's hard to say that we didn't. Uh, use Justin Fields' abilities the best. You know, you can debate all you want around, like, should he have been playing versus from whatever. Outside of that, when he was on the field, I would say we didn't use him right. Um, And to think with Munkin coming in, you have to think he was excited about Newman's dual threat ability. And we can still see that with DeJuan Mathis. I'm excited to see what he can do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you talk about the videos that have been posted with him you know, moving the pocket around, moving outside, using his legs and, and just rifling the passes in. I, I think I tweeted out on something about that. He, he looked well, he looked a lot like DJ Shockley. And I can tell you what, if he has any bit the productivity that Shock had, um, I would absolutely be over, over the moon, not only as a fan, but for the kid, like you said, I, I'm on the, I'm definitely in that camp of wanting him to be as successful as possible, just on the story, you know, you know, selfishly as a marketer, that's the kind of stuff, you know, working in marketing, that's the kind of thing that you can latch to that can really tell a story about about the program and about a person. And I'm here for the, uh, the ESPN tearjerkers for sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah, I can see it right now. My wife looking at me saying, "Why did you make me watch this?" Because uh, whenever I make her watch, you know, those sports center stories, she always ends up crying. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah
1: um so it's it's funny to me that you mentioned dj shockley because i always laugh at the dj shockley comparisons that we've had over the years like we keep waiting for that next dj shockley and what it's been to to date is more the sense of there's a guy that's waited his turn he could have transferred he stuck around he's getting his shot and now is that going to be, is he going to have a DJ Shockley type season? So that's been thrown around with Joe Cox. It was thrown around with Hudson Mason, right? Um, and, you know, and, you know, there was a lot, always a lot of stuff in the newspaper. Definitely uh, guys that didn't match up with DJ skill set wise, right? But some of the story around, you know, longevity with the program and not really, not getting that chance to be the full-time star until a senior. But, I mean, Mathis has the skill set of DJ Shockley and he doesn't have yeah. a David Green You know, in front of him, like DJ did, right? I mean, if that was just awful timing, like everyone would have rather had Green. Well, true, true, true. But there's never been anyone in front of him when he was uh, eligible or when he was cleared to play. I guess I would say, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, you know, to have a, a dynamic dual threat quarterback like that. I mean, this is this is the first time we've had a starting quarterback. Potentially, I guess we still don't know, but we're assuming, right? since dJ. So I, I I think Dwan Mathis to DJ Shockley obviously a much better comparison than, say, Joe Cox
0: <laughs> let's 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 hope from from your although, to, uh, although I criteria. will say this,
1: I, I would not mat I would not mind if Dwan Mathis throws five touchdowns at Arkansas like Joe Cox did back in two thousand and nine. I'd be all i'm I'm all for that.
0: I'm okay for Mathis to do anywhere near that kind of productivity on a daily, (laughs) on a a weekly basis. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Um, I guess okay. So other like macro storylines. So you know, quarterback obviously the big thing. Just wanted to talk a little bit about the defense. Um, you know, number two defense in the nation. Uh, A lot of starters back, but a lot of questions last year on. Was it the defense, or was it the opponent faced a lot of backup quarterbacks? I don't know. What's what's your take on that from last year?
0: I mean, look, I'm about, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rattle off some stats. I know you, you we talked, we talked, and you weren't big, big on the stats, but these stats are really hard to to ignore on the defensive side. And whenever, whenever I encounter, as a matter of fact, you know, we live in, I live in Marietta, so we were on the square this past weekend and some Auburn fans walked up to me. I had had my Georgia hat on they were walking up saying, Hey, you know, what's going on with the, the quarterback situation over there. And my, my de facto answer to that at the time was, you know, you know, I'm not really too worried about the offense. You know, I think that we'll have some ups, we'll have some downs, obviously with the new offensive coordinator, new quarterback, but we have some skilled position players that have been established. We have, quality wide receivers, you know, as we learned last year, not having the depth at wide receiver is a is a big issue, but you know, in my opinion, like the the heart and soul of this team is going to be the defense again, and it's hard not to to look at that and just say you, know, you got 70 76% of the the tackles returning. You got 77% of the tackles for loss returning, 90% of the sacks, 87% of the takeaways returning. These are uh, the athletic had an article about this today, and just pull those out of out of the thin air. That was, <laughs> <laughs> thank, right. thank you, Seth Emerson. Um, but they return a lot on defense, and if if you are of the opinion that you get better as you age, then you're going to really like to watch some of these kids. In particular, yeah. I have three kids. That I am super excited about seeing. Nakobe Dean. Quick, Lewis. quick pause.
1: We're de- we're so old now because we do say kid. I say kid too. But sorry, continue.
0: <laughs> and no. I did. I
1: I turned forty this year, so I'm a man. I'm forty, so I can say kid. All right, sorry, continue.
0: <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. I'm not a man yet. I'm thirty nine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, sorry, I, I I ruined your train of thought. Keep going with
0: that. No, no, no. Nakobe no, no, Dean, uh, Lewis signing. Um, and Eric Stokes, those are, those are the three key players for me on, on defense because I believe that Stokes is going to be another one of those D bake type players. Yeah. Um, and the Dean has, has, I mean, I think I saw a quote the other day from Monty Rice talking about how he considers himself a really smart football player and Lord knows the kid is very highly regarded and probably going to be playing on Sundays at some point. And he likened Kobe Dean to a whole other level. So yeah. that's I think high he, he, praise from someone within he, the program. I think
1: he said he's an engineer, right? Didn't he, didn't he say that about Nicobe Dean?
0: I think that's what he said. I, don't remember, I, don't, I didn't see that, but um, he apparently is a player to watch from a leadership standpoint, as well as uh, just an ability standpoint. And if that continues throughout the season, then we're in for a fun defensive ride. I'm thinking in my mind, I look back into when I was in college and, you know, you and I, obviously we were in school at the same time. We both graduated from Georgia. So, um, you know, I look back to those Van Gorder years. In fact, when, you know Mm -hmm. uh, when Rick was really kind of at his peak was when he had a good solid defense. And I remember watching those games with Van Gorder and Man, the defense played lights out and that's kind of what it feels like right now.
1: Yeah, that was back when, you know, you scored you score over twenty points, you're gonna win. Right. Which is kind of what was missing late in the rook right. era when the when the bobo offense really got kicked in. Um it's too bad we didn't have the Bobo offense, like the Aaron Murray Bobo offense, right, back then. Like if we yeah. if we could have had all those things kind of mesh at the same time, it's kinda of, I guess was kind of the curse of that era. <laughs>
0: You know, we're probably not going to talk about it too much here, but I am a little worried about Bobo and South Carolina in the long term. Maybe not this year, but in the long term, that's going to be a problem. Uh,
1: so, okay, and so we could talk about that And because, honestly, we, I mean, I kind of I talk, – we're talking big stories, and I kind of didn't even mention – I mean, I mentioned Munkin's name, but we didn't even mention the Coley to, to Munkin transition. Um, you know, I, I think one of my biggest tweets I got – Within the last year, uh, I made a joke one day. I said, uh, "You're breaking." According to sources, Mike Bobo is on a plane on his way to Athens to sign as the uh, Georgia's offensive coordinator. And I said, S- "The source is my hopes and dreams," and I, <laughs> I, got, I got a lot of flack. Like, "Oh, you got me all excited!" I mean, I was 100% team Bobo. Like, when it leaked that you know Bobo wasn't uh, wasn't going to be back in Colorado State, I I just knew he was coming here. Um, you know, he and Kirby were big friends, you know, I mean, they're really close. They're good friends. And, and ultimately, if I had to guess, I would say maybe that's why he didn't come here, that they're too good of friends and maybe didn't think it would be the best idea to work work together, see Mark Rick to Willie Martinez. Um, that's kind of my guess. But I was still mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, they could make that work. I love, I was a huge Bobo fan when he was here. I never understood the Bobo hate. Um, so I agree. I agree that my question is, like overall with the team, can they be good enough for Muschamp to keep his job right? so that Bobo can stay there? I don't know. We'll see. Time will tell.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, I think that Bobo probably bought him uh, a couple of years um, additional. And I imagine if they don't see marked improvement in the next, say, two to three years, I imagine they're all out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's about right. I got, I've got some neighbor friends that are big, uh, they're Gamecocks. Um, that the dad went there and they're excited about Bobo. I, I'll definitely say that. So
0: I, think I was sitting here it. thinking, I was sitting here thinking like, who the hell has South Carolina fans, but I forget that you're in North Carolina.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. That's the other thing. Uh, yeah. Listeners. <laughs> I am in Charlotte or I live in, um, saying I'm in Charlotte would be like you saying you're Atlanta and you did say Marietta. So I, <laughs> I do live in <laughs> I'm in Concord, North Carolina. For the NASCAR fans out there, I live right down the street from the Charlotte uh, Motor Speedway, so right in that area.
0: So yeah, so and I Hendrick, Hendrick Automotive Sports.
1: I am right down the street from Hendrick as well and know a lot of NASCAR guys. Actually have a friend that that works in works with Hendrick, so.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so so I guess with that a little bit there there with the offense. So I know, like, between our discussions in the past, it's no secret uh, my thoughts, I think both of our thoughts on the offense last year and with Coley. But I wasn't even a huge Chaney fan, um, like, full disclosure. I I just felt like he, I don't know. I didn't like the play calling, I thought it was pretty vanilla. And I felt like we out talented people,
0: right? This would be the part where I quote you from the time period of Cheney.
1: <laughs> Cheney
0: just got quote unquote too cute. I don't know how many times I got that text message
1: from you. <laughs> I mean, when you've got Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle, I mean, you know, to quote West Blankenship, just line? let that let that let that turkey work. You know what I'm saying? Let that I don't know. Work. <laughs> Shout out West Blanketship. Um <laughs> But, I mean, right, like, so I I do feel like I'd love to see – and I'm not even like a I hate man ball. Oh, like you just said, right? <laughs> I'd love to run the ball. I, I honestly think the whole man ball thing is a bit of a misnomer, misnomer. Like, personally, how can it be man ball without a fullback? I don't know. Whatever. Again, I'm 40 to get off my line. <laughs> but that's kind of how I feel.
0: To me, you I'm heard, like uh... – we're the early two thousands brand of Georgia fans. Well, yeah, yeah. We,
1: look, I, is is JT, JT Brandon, Wall is not walking through that. Brandon Sutherland. <laughs> Brandon Sutherland, JT Wall are not walking through that door. So, I, I'd take Quavon Hicks with his awesome face mask. I'd, I'd be all all for that as well.
0: You mean Storm Shadow?
1: Yeah, he had the. <laughs> I remember Aaron Murray had a uh, like a T-shirt that was like "Keep Calm and Quavon" or something like that. Like that.
0: It was good Keep times. calm, Quavon. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm excited to see how the offense morphs under Munkin. I mean, again, like I get it. I, I and I just think that the marriage with Munkin and then the dual threat, the ability of Mathis, assuming he's the guy, I'm excited to see that. So.
0: Yeah. No, I I, I agree. I mean, everything that I've read about Munkin, um, you look at his time periods in the past and, you know, he's just known for prolific offenses and, you know, you kind of look to Kirby smart to, you know, he made a quick decision on Coley. And so, you know, that was always the, the slight on Rick was that it took him forever to make decisions on things pertaining yeah. to the offense with, you know, with his friend or, or with the defense. I mean, excuse me with yeah. uh with Willie Martinez with his friends and you know obviously he had he had kind of fostered Coley for quite some time you know promoted him up through the ranks obviously the guy has a lot of talent but um you know for whatever reason just wasn't getting it done and yeah. Kirby made a quick decision on it and that should be commended and I think that he basically went out and got one of the better offensive minds out there from what I've from what I've seen you know, I can't say without any, you know, uh, authority that this guy is, a, you know, offensive guru. You know, of course, everybody says that Dan Mullen was an offensive guru, and he hasn't beaten Kirby Smart yet, so, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So it's
1: like, right, but he has been picked to win the SEC East this year by the media.
0: Uh, apparently, there are some people that also like to imbibe in the libations.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, I think, I I think that's know. a good... That's a good segue to kind of a bit of a macro season thing. Like, I, I don't want to go game by game or anything, but I did want to talk about a couple of odd things for me personally with, with the schedule. So obviously the schedule's out of whack with coronavirus and, you know, the 10 games all conference, which I actually think is pretty cool, really. Um, <clears throat> I think that's prob- – uh, it's going to be uh, hard to get rid of that now that it's here, but we'll see. But right. um, to me, the weirdest thing is – Auburn game two, right? And, like, that was already there essentially anyway that they were much earlier in the season, right? Playing Auburn in October instead of the last conference game. Um, that is, like, so weird to me, and I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around it. It's just such a – and I, I'm channeling Jeff Dantzler here. Like, so many times the SEC championship over the years, you know, prior, before there was an SEC championship game, so many years, the championship rode on that Georgia Auburn game right there at the end of the season. Um, you know, there were so many times that Auburn dashed Georgia's hopes and dreams, and vice versa, right? And so having that game so early is just weird. I don't know. Am I alone there? Is, do I need to just like chill?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I know you can see. I know they can't see my face while we're we're talking, but I know you can. So. um <laughs> All right. So, so here's, so here's my thought. So in my opinion, the key to the, 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 the railroad to um, to the SEC championship starts at South Carolina. Um, Statistically speaking, you know, we win that game. We're basically in the driver's seat for the East. Um, But now that game's at the end of the season. Right, it's true. So it's just weird. It's,
1: it's, the order of operations is all out of whack.
0: <laughs> the order of operations is definitely weird. But so historically, that's been that's been the misnomer. So, or that's yeah. been the 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 key to the season or whatever. Um, yeah. Historically speaking, we lose that game where nine out of ten times, probably not making the SEC. Yeah, twenty
1: twelve is was the exception, right? That that was weird. <laughs> that was a weird year. Of
0: a, the exception for a lot of things. <laughs> Yeah. Uh all right, so um in, all right, so Auburn, you know, I'll be honest, I haven't I haven't worried a whole lot about Auburn. Um maybe that's because I have a lot of Auburn friends being here in Marietta, where there's a lot of Auburn folks that are doom and gloom and they've basically written the season off. Um I have a lot of Auburn friends that are not very confident. Some of them played in college, some of the guys that I, I knew played played at D two level like Troy and things like that, but, um, they're not very confident in um, they're not very confident in, in Nick's and his his abilities. Um, I also know that many of them are not fans of, you know, the head coach. So, you know, I, I do think that I do think that Auburn is probably going to be, uh, I don't know. I'm not too worried about Auburn. If I'm worried about any game, if you were asked me to put like uh, I know on our notes here we have the you know the schedule position season yeah. schedule preview se- season record, but um, in my opinion the uh, Alabama game is the is the hump that we have to get over. So oh absolutely absolutely. I mean I, I, I guess mean,
1: for me I guess my Auburn thing is just rooted in I can't get over that it's not it's the timing it's not even so much I, that I'm worried about them it's just weird I will say this though. Got it. Going back to like when we were in school, right? So for those who don't know, I graduated in 02. You were 03 or 04? I know you're right after me. I was 04. Um, okay. So um, so back then, it always felt like... So like South Carolina was like the second game of the year, right? And we actually used to lose to them when we were back... Oh, it was my birthday, school, typically, right? by the way. <laughs> um, and it was like... They were always sky high at the beginning of the season, you know, full of belief in themselves and they beat us and then they'd like collapse and be like six and six, right? Whereas Auburn's Mm -hmm. like the opposite. Like they're losing these season opening games, they have some really weird, but then they always would get it together, right? And play their best games at the end against Georgia and Alabama. So like in that sense, if that, you know, maybe it plays to our advantage, right? So maybe we get Auburn before they figured things out. And by the time we catch South Carolina they've already collapsed I don't know so it could work out that way it's just weird that's true that's true
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no if you're asked me to, to put a number on on this on the season for this this season I do yeah. think that there's at least one loss on the schedule I mean we're playing 10 yeah. SEC games yeah. um, which kudos to uh, kudos to Sankey on um, on waiting, waiting things out and not, not being uh, herky jerky on, on the season and what, what that was going to look like. So, um, yeah, he, we get, he we basically, it
1: really
0: well. yeah, yes, yes, he did. In my opinion, he did. Your mileage may vary. Um, but, uh, I do think that I do think that this is basically the season of all sec fans dreams. You know, it's all sec. It's us against the world. Screw everyone else. Um, well you, you know. can't uh
1: I was I, I was ready for us to just play on our own because you can't spell secede without SEC. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, so, so let me set let me say. I mean I feel like and I haven't looked this up like in Vegas, but I mean the the over under win total for Georgia I would assume is eight and a half. if I was sitting the line I would set it at eight and a half. 'Cause I feel like there's
0: That feels Well you well. only got
1: well, you've got ten games, so you're gonna set. It's, I mean, nine and a, over under. You so you'd set it nine and a half because the question is, are you gonna lose
0: one my, or my, none? My my estimation is one. Yeah, that would be my. And I'm assuming the one.
1: I, so basically, you know, if you look at the schedule, Alabama obviously jumps off. But if we beat Alabama, still probably gonna trip up somewhere else. I mean, I, I don't I don't see. I don't see anyone going undefeated in a ten-game SEC-only schedule. Personally, I Certainly don't think anyone, Florida. East or West. <laughs> I I, I, know, I agree with you. I'm with you. So yeah. okay, but I'm looking at the look over up. though. Though I, I do think, I mean, to me, like nine and one sounds right. Eight and two, I wouldn't be shocked. But if it's seven and three or worse, something went wrong. <laughs> uh, and who knows what that could be? We could have had uh Duan Mathis is that with coronavirus or whatever. Like you know, like this is this year could get wacky. We don't know
0: you, know. you know. With so you say that and you know, I think that part of the part of the motivation behind waiting to waiting to make decisions and things like that and pushing the start of the season out for the SEC was 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 some of that. It was just kind of see what was going on. Now, sure. what you do, what you do see happening right now, and we're going to get off topic of you know college football and a little bit more bigger picture, but you know, I, as you know, I follow the EPL. I'm a big Manchester United fan, and you start seeing some of these European teams, and even in Mexico, you know, you the Mexican league, there's there's a, a lot of, um, you know, they've been playing for a while now to to no fans, and the teams have been impacted by coronavirus because you know you have players that get that contract the virus, and then all of a sudden they're canceling games. I mean, we've seen a little bit of that with college football already and some of the delays. So, yeah, you do wonder if something like that happens. That's always something looming out there. But I do think that fortunately for a team like Georgia, I would expect that they have protocols in place to protect their players because I believe that Kirby Smart is not a stupid man.
1: Yeah, he's not. I mean, that's the thing. Like You hear so many people say – if he wasn't coaching football, he'd probably be a pretty successful businessman. You know, he just comes across <laughs> as, you know, and like a guy that he could be sitting here talking to us. You know, I mean, he's roughly our age. He was a senior when I was a freshman. Um, he was a fifth year senior, but Hey, I redshirted too. You know, I, I took my victory lap. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 think that, I think that sounds right. So, so I think we're both picking Georgia out of the East Fair to say. Right. And yep. we're thinking most likely 9-1. So
0: what about the West? Who, who do you got out of the West? I mean, you got to go with Bama. I mean, although yeah. it depends. It depends on how that – if if Georgia comes away with a win in there, um, I mean, yeah. I still think that uh, Bama probably, uh, you know, overcomes any adversity from a loss to Georgia if that were to happen, which, fingers crossed, Kirby can get right. that, uh, that hurdle. <laughs> um, yeah. Because the longer that that hump sits, the more it feels like a rift in the Florida situation. You know, well, the last time like, we
1: beat them was in Alabama, right? The last time we beat them was on on their. Am I getting that right? Er, was that with
0: Was that with Schuler?
1: So it, no, well, Saban, two thousand seven,
0: two thousand oh seven. Uh, okay,
1: Stafford to Mikey Henderson in overtime that
0: game. Ah yes, which yes. I believe was
1: also the first game uh that was not called by larry munson that when scott howard called that game he had the uh that was his first kind of signature call he one and done baby was his call with uh, mikey henderson catching that
0: see you're 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 way you're way more astute than i am on the uh, on the uga history well, my dog's
1: named munson yeah you know, i gotta i gotta keep up <laughs> with this stuff
0: you got so munson yeah, no. and i got i have champ bailey so there we go nice Nice.
1: I I have Munson and Murray. So, another Aaron Murray shout out. So, my my wife (laughs) let me name both of the dogs after George. So, all right. So, you're going to Bama. I'm going to go Bama as well. I mean, I I think, like, you know, you would tend to lean maybe LSU, but the turnover from LSU is just insane. And I think we've seen um, in the NFL already how good Joe Burrow is. If we had any questions, I mean, the guys looked. Pretty good. Uh, don't have like the win results there, but I don't think it's so much his fault. Um, you know, he's so good. You know, he's gone. All the guys, a that left for the NFL. You know, they weren't coming back anyways. But then add into that the opt outs that they've had um, for the kind of like the you know, true juniors coming up, right? Who couldn't leave last year, but are surefire first mm-hmm. round picks. They've had somebody them opt out. I, I just don't. I I don't see them being able to overcome. That. And then let's not forget, you know, Joe Brady like was like the mastermind, everyone seems to think, yeah. right? With the passing game coordinator. He's with the Panthers now. So uh, I don't know. That's a lot to overcome. So we'll see. It,
0: it is. And I think that that's something that uh, a lot of folks are going to discount for uh, a number of reasons. But, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like that uh, if, if I were a betting man, I would say that uh, I would say that or- is probably the the Gene Chiswick right now of uh, of for LSU. Mm. So interesting. That's that's always been that's always been my kind of take on him. Um, I know that he's had a lot of success um, with that miracle season that he had, and you know, frankly, Chizik had the same thing. He had a miracle season with with Cam Newton. And took home a title and got canned not too long after.
1: Right, right. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know that coach. Coach wouldn't be happy with you.
0: Coach not going like that. Coach I don't know that I can understand any of the expletives that he would throw at me.
1: <laughs> cool tigers. That's what he had to say about that. All right, all right. So I think yarr, that's yarr, that's, yarr, that's yarr, probably yarr. that's. Oh man. Oh, that's a throwback. That was an amazing. Yeah, day. that was a throwback. Hope everyone gets that reference. If, if, you right. if you
0: don't know that reference, you need to go and Google it.
1: Colonel Colonel Reb is crying. Colonel Colonel Reb is Reb crying. Is
0: crying. <laughs> it's
1: a it's a classic, uh, which always reminds me. Whenever I see that, it reminds me that Brent Schaefer ended up at Ole Miss. I tend to forget about that one. <laughs> Brent. <Schaefer. laughs> All right. Let, let's let let's. Uh, you want to switch to the to the game at hand, to Arkansas? Let's do it. Uh the correct answer was Yes sir. <laughs> so I mean so to me like that's the first thing, right? I mean, holy cow, Sam Pittman is their head coach. Like everyone loved him. Everyone here loved the yes, sir videos. Um, certainly loved his recruiting prowess and all the linemen that he brought to Georgia. So we will thank you thank him for that, but you know, it's all business on on Saturday.
0: Yep. Uh, I will riff off of Chapel Bell curve and, you know, kind of their take on, on Pittman. Um, you know, I, by and large, have had nothing but positive thoughts and feelings about Pittman ever since he came to Georgia. So, you know, when they're not playing Georgia, I'm rooting for him. So, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I do think that the dogs will will handedly beat them uh, in so, this particular matchup.
1: My, my question my, my, the thing that I keep thinking about with with Cheney, right I mean he, he was already he's been in Arkansas before. Um, you know we basically Kirby pulled him away from Arkansas and they weren't happy with that you know when he came to Georgia when Kirby was hired. Um, so he's kind of you know, he's coming home. Um, first game, a lot of familiar familiarity with Georgia for him. Um, I feel like he, I am expecting him to try to have something up his sleeve, trick play something. I don't know if it's a fake punt. Um, if he wants to do a Justin Fields style fake punt, that'd be awesome. But
0: let's hope that it's a goal line pass. Oh gosh.
1: Right, right, right. Let's hope that it's a
0: four in a row goal line pass.
1: Uh, <laughs> to, yeah, to lose I, the game. <laughs> but I, I, I just feel like he, I'm not going to be surprised if he surprises us, right, with something like that. I think you know, just a motivation kind of thing, try to get his guys fired up. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking for something like that in the game. I don't know.
0: So, so here's, so here's my, my response on that, and I, I don't disagree. I do think that they're going to put up points. Uh, I don't know if we're going to do score predictions or not, but you know, I'll go ahead and throw one out there. I believe that they'll probably score, you know, twenty one ish points on us. You think um, they're gonna? Uh, that's a lot. Uh, I mean, if I'm being if I'm being conservative, you know, I mean, you got to factor in. There's a lot that's going on. Um, they'll they'll be able to move quickly. I don't I don't know exactly but how now, well Fe- the offense is going to be able to move.
1: They do and, have Felipe Franks under center though let remember that
0: oh that's true so you're saying that you're, so so that's so that's a that's a point in in the in the opposite direction I believe is what right. you're going for there I,
1: I mean uh, I'm just I have I have you know visions of 2017 JRE doing the eat greedy
0: celebration that's all I can think of when I think about Philly Bay Franks what is it uh what is it the the actually now that now that we're now that we're talking about this a little bit more intuitively so um what's the amount of points that have ever been scored by Mullen on on Kirby Smart isn't it something like 17 points that he was able to put up so if if Mullen the offensive guru can't put up that many points perhaps with I should dial back us. my Yeah, perhaps <laughs> I should dial back my 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 estimation there. Uh maybe 17 is probably about right. Well, let's see.
1: I'm looking I'm looking through like our recent games with them um now different staff obviously on both sides and no play. I mean, the last, so the last time we played them, uh, was 2014 in little rock. Uh, and I believe that was the, uh, can't hit your wheels to Nick Chubb game. Am I getting that right? With, uh, Desmond Howard. Um, mm-hmm. I think, right. Cause that was right after a girlie was suspended. Um, but so 2014, they, they, they put up 32 on us, but that was again, 14 was a bit of an odd year. Uh, let's see. They beat us in Athens in 2010, but that was that was Petrino. Um, and then in 09, man, they put 41 points on us. That was the last time we played at Fayetteville. Because um, in 14 was in Little Rock, and we are in, in Fayetteville this weekend. So yeah, I mean, they've they've definitely put up points on us historically. Uh, but just I'm just thinking with the
0: the defense, all the
1: defensive stats you were rattling off, right? Players coming back. I think 21's a bit high, but I mean, I. You know, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be a shutout. I'm not going to say anything like that. And, no. Um, but I, I do think it's going to be tough to cover. I think the spread's like 26 and a half. That is a lot. Um, so I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know that I see us covering there unless um, Frank's has a bunch of turnovers, just, which uh, just could happen. Throws, right?
0: throws, throws to the team in the actual red.
1: Right. <laughs> Right. Well, oh, 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 gosh, how did we not talk about this? The team in the red pants. The team in the
0: red pants. The team in the red pants.
1: (laughs) Which I got to say, I love, uh, you know, I'm a big uh, lover of uniform talk and a big, I've been a proponent proponent of red pants for years. I've all, to the folks who say they are traditionalists and Georgia wears silver britches I request that you watch the footage of Herschel Walker running over Bill Bates, and I make the statement, red pants, good enough for Herschel, good enough for me. So that's my stance on the red pants. I don't
0: know. Yeah, no, I I think that's a fair take. uh, I think that one one of the great quirks of college football is the traditions that we have in place and doing throwbacks and things like that that harken back to the times of yore um although i will have to say that i have one one issue with the new uniforms and that is the 40 year anniversary there's just something that doesn't sit right with me on celebrating a 40 year gap of championships and yeah, yeah. that to me is like i saw i saw one of my tennessee fans post a meme about it uh something like imagine celebrating a 40 year drought of national championships and i just cringed. I just <laughs> cringed at it. And I uh, said, Ah, someone approved that. As I, a marketer, I hadn't, someone approved it. <laughs> right, right.
1: I hadn't I had honestly I hadn't even really thought of it that way. I thought you were gonna say you didn't like the dog collar, which I will say I wasn't that I like was, the dog collar. So I, that was my nitpick. Um, but I'll give a, a wait and since last Saturday shout out. Scott had his all uniform talk episode, which I tweeted to him back and said I felt like that episode was made for me. That I, I, it was amazing. I, I loved every minute of that episode. Um, but he had, uh, Hunter Jones, Hunter Jones, um, who, you know, does a lot of edits. Um, and I actually, I, 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 I tried some edits over the summer and, uh, he was kind enough to help me out and, and give me some pointers and feedback on doing some of that stuff. But anyways, <laughs> um, you know, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was Hunter because, um, Chase, uh, Chance Dog was also on that episode as well, but I, I think this was Hunter said you know what? Dogs wear dog collars and we're the bulldogs. What does a bulldog wear? A dog collar. So, and I was like, what you is, know
0: what? What does Ugga wear? Exactly. In the olden days.
1: <laughs> right, right. And then I think the other thing they you know, talked about was like, you know, the way, you're not going to see that really on TV, right? Like you're seeing from up high. Um, it's something that you're only, like, we're seeing it on the videos and stuff, but you know, it's not going to no. show on TV. So, yeah, so is see on cool.
0: TV? What you're going to see on TV is the the night game that they decide to bust that out, and you're going to see the lights going crazy and absolutely, pan, absolute pandemonium, like well, they did with the Auburn game. But I recognize that there's not going to be as many fans, but you know, yeah, in my heart, I well, will be going crazy at that. Well,
1: game two Auburn is a 7:30 p.m. ESPN kickoff. I mean, that would be. That would be pretty perfect. I, I I don't know if Kirby will do it or not. Um, I kind of hope he pulls a surprise because we were robbed of the Virginia surprise. You know, the red pants white jerseys was supposed to be a surprise reveal in um, the Chick-fil-A. I didn't off. know
0: that. Yeah. Okay. That,
1: um, I think Chip Tower has reported that. Um, that, that Apparently no. that was the plan. They were going to come out. They were going to warm up in the regular white and silver britches to change and, and come out with surprise that, that would have been awesome. So maybe maybe we'll get that for up.
0: I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Kirby doing some some uh, <laughs> some uniform strategy like Rick did. <laughs> I know that all I right. know that there's a swath of Georgia fans who are just like fringing at that. Oh, I know, I know.
1: Yeah, I am not the uniform police. I'm I'm all for it. I like it.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, I, I kinda
1: took us off the rails there, but, but you reminded me of that. All right. So let me let me let me hit you with some questions. So who for for just some Georgia? I've got offensive predictions. I guess we can throw in some defensive ones as well. But so who's going to be Georgia's leading passer on Saturday? Is it going to be Dewan Mathis or is it going to be someone else?
0: Absolutely, Dewan Mathis, one hundred percent. I imagine he'll throw for over one hundred and fifty yards. It's just yep. a ballpark.
1: Yep, that sounds right.
0: All right,
1: rusher. You got Zamir White. You got you got you got another idea.
0: I'm going James Cook. Only because mm. only because yes. I'm I'm liking the notes that I've seen coming out of practices about how Munkin is going to be using him. Now, I guess I should caveat that with, you know, I, I do think that he will have an impact on the rushing game, but I also believe that he'll have an equally, if not bigger impact, on the passing game based on what I've seen coming out of the notes there. Now, yeah. that could be, you know, it wouldn't shock me at all to see Zemir White have, the, the lion's share of carries and the lion's share of the yards, but I do think that uh, that uh, the James Cook is going to have a, a major impact on the game.
1: Yeah, I'd love to see him break off a long one. I, I think we've been kind of waiting for that. And no one deserves like a, it more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we saw a glimpse of it. I think he had that one when his freshman year. I think he had like a long touchdown that got called back. If I remember right, I think it gets Vanderbilt. Uh, I'd love to see him break one. That would be that would be awesome.
0: Uh, all right. Were, let if me. If we were if we were looking at if we were looking at players outside of Mathis to have breakout performances, you know, yeah. injuries aside for Zamir White, but uh, in my opinion, James Cook has been one of the most egregiously underutilized uh, assets that we had last year.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, and I I think uh, Jim Donnan would agree with you. I don't know if you ever listened to the uh, UGA sports yep. stuff with Roddy and, and Donnan. Donnan has been a big. He's a big supporter of James Cook. I know he, he thinks really highly of him. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's, let's talk receiver. And I think we should probably throw Pickens out unless you think someone's going to have more yards than him. Uh, the only way that happens is like, I don't know, he sits or something, but so maybe who, who's going to come in next behind Pickens as
0: far as receiving. Was it, was this it game? Landers that was getting a, hot, a lot of hype there um, in the last, last reporting? He has been.
1: He He has been.
0: Yep. Yeah, Landers. I mean, no. Landers. I feel like was 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 his really. Yeah, that
1: you were thinking maybe it was Landers. I, I would I would enter D Rob.
0: Yeah, no, it's... and I, I
1: and I wanted to be, I wanted to be D Rob. I want to see him look like he looked like a, when he was a freshman at Cal. I'm still waiting on it, and I and I, I want to see it. I, I would love to see it.
0: Yeah you uh, you talk about you talk about the the storylines about redemption and things like that. Like you know yeah. you got you got DeWan Mathis with that storyline. You've got uh, James Cook with being underutilized last year and kind of being a bit role player, if we're being honest. Yep. Um, and then you've got D. Rob, who is the redemption story at wide receiver. So, yep. if 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 all of the if the universe aligns and all of those players have uh, measurable success, then you like you like Georgia's chances to run up the score
1: right right yeah I, yeah i would agree with that um i would say i think probably someone to look out for keep hearing is the freshman uh, Burton he's been getting a lot of buzz in cap um, it can be tough for a freshman receiver to put it all together
0: yeah um, as we've like seen
1: all, <laughs> we've seen that at Georgia although maybe he can pull a uh, d rob at Cal kind of thing we'll that's, see
0: that's true I mean,
1: even with even with Pickens as good as he was last year it took him a while to get going you know
0: yeah um I read something earlier today that is actually like a you know Trey McKitty is injured and he will not be playing in this game at tight end
1: yeah yeah he's not as of right as of right meow he's out of the game Right, that's what I heard as
0: well. <laughs> which which puts us which puts us with a uh, a bit of a conundrum at tight end, in my opinion.
1: Uh, oh, oh gosh, I'm blanking. Uh, is the freshman? He's like wearing number zero, right? Washington, is he going to play?
0: I assume. Is he in, I assume like in, is he, he, he will he... play, but uh, you got John Fats Pitt, uh, uh, John Fitzpatrick, uh, yeah. the six seven monster from right down the road, I believe, Kennesaw Mountain.
1: Okay. Uh Kennesaw Mountain was always a great field trip uh, <laughs> in elementary school. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So so maybe Landers. I'm I'm gonna go D Rob. I'm gonna go D Rob for a leading receiver behind Pickens. Um, what about? Uh, so let's let's talk a, a little defense. I mean, uh, talk some havoc. We'll see if the havoc comes through this year. There was a big talk last year. I, I don't really know. But I mean, you see, and although the thing that I keep coming back to with this, I was you know, thinking like sacks, I don't even know if over, under, or whatever, but just like, are we going to see that kind of stuff? We're going to see sacks, we're going to see turnovers, we're going to see picks. And I think knowing that Felipe Franks is their starting quarterback, <laughs> kind of, more than anything else, leads me to say probably, we'll probably see some probably see some turnovers.
0: You'd probably see some, but um, I don't know. I think that uh, – mm, I don't know. Havoc is what I like to talk to the CBC guys about a lot was, you know, how yeah. much havoc how much havoc we're, we're, we're creating. But as we've seen in the past, you know, havoc is not necessarily uh, a key indicator for success for this team. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you like to see – you like to see Rochester – you know, we're talking about redemption. You like to see those guys come, you know, come up, up and come. Um, yeah. You got uh, what's it, Jordan Davis at nose tackle, right? Yeah. Um, you know those those are two players that I feel like that should be coming on. Um, yeah. You got well, J- we got
1: c- senior year from Malik Herring, senior year Richard LeCount.
0: Right. Well, yeah i expect to see lecount on the stat line in the, in the turnover department especially um when he's matched up with uh with with Stokes out there at, at corner so yeah. i you know I, I don't know trayvon Walker, you look at you look at guys like trayvon yeah lecount I, I believe lecount would i believe will have um a major impact in the passing games for the opposing offenses um this year for sure. Especially as you look to, um, especially as you look with Stokes on the field, you know, they're going to be trying to cut things off. So I feel like the two of them combined um, are going to be a force to be reckoned with in our secondary for sure. Um, and, and frankly, on the season, um, I'll tell you who I'm, I'm most excited to see would be Jalen Carter. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, assuming he gets an opportunity to come in. Uh, I mean, we 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 rotated guys in and out uh, across the board all season long last year. So you kind of figure that at some point, especially, I mean, I f- my, in my opinion, I feel like all of the guys that are coming in that were heralded um, are going to see playing time just based on the sheer fact that this is a freebie season for all players. Right. So I expect that there, <laughs> right. will, there will be some... Some rejiggering of the strategy as it would normally be with some of these younger guys because it is a toss-up in terms of their yeah. ability to just go out without any eligibility concerns.
1: Yeah, we don't need to worry about the four-game thing this year. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone can play, and hey, Rochester could be back for year six next year. I mean, that's true. Open. The door, the, the door is open for that. Um, I, I would say with LeCount, if he gets a pick in this game, uh, there's no way his celebration will be as good. As his just run to the sideline, jump over the bench against Baylor in the Sugar Bowl. That was like the greatest celebration <laughs> I've ever seen. I love that. So I don't think he, he can top that.
0: Right, 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 right. All right. I I mean
1: I don't know. I, I think uh, I think I think we've pretty much covered it. So we've got I don't know. Let's go for an actual a, actual score. What you want to you want to go? Let's go back to a score.
0: Yeah, we were I I was I was really struggling with that one, didn't I? 21 sounded really large in retrospect. So, 17 <laughs> I, I mean I just I mean I just don't feel like that you know, first game back offensive coordinator. I feel like there's going to be some kinks. It's an SEC game. It's on the road. You know, historically they put up points at, at home, so I don't know. I Yeah, 17 feels pretty safe. Um and then Georgia, I feel like if we can get above thirty, and hold them under twenty, we probably will win the game. Obviously, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think I, the target, I, I'm looking I think at the target line. Is to the keep line them under thirty. If I remember correctly, with uh, with Cheney, you know, with Cheney, we had to score thirty to win. Right. Right. True.
1: True. Uh, I, I'll say, I just looked the, the line has actually gone up. It's Georgia by 27 and a half right now. That that's a lot of points. Yeah. yeah so I don't, I, I, I'm not, I'm not feeling a cover, but I'm feeling a comfortable win. Yeah. I I think Georgia scores in the thirties as well. I'll go, you know, I'm going to go like, I'm going to go something weird,
0: like 37 to 11. This We're is going. uh, what is it? The score that Booker <laughs> likes to talk about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what's the what's the score for this game? <laughs> oh, that's a good one.
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, uh, Scott Devall likes to reference that. He may have gotten that from Logan Booker. Um,
0: <laughs> awesome.
1: Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with that. I don't know if that's a score or not,
0: but I'll I'll go with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One other thing that I wanted to to talk about, or a couple other things. Yeah, man, hit it. What's, uh, what's, your, what's your go-to for the, for the tailgate this weekend? Because I, <laughs> I know you're going to be tailgating with that beautiful setup that you have in the backyard at some point. So
1: All right. So you talked a little uh, football other side of the pond earlier. So I'll, I'll bring that up as well. So I actually, my daughter has a soccer game at 3 o'clock on Saturday. So I'm going to mm. be hightailing at home uh, probably listening to Scott Howard uh, through the TuneIn app in the car on the way home from soccer, and then I'll you know pick up the game when I when I, the Georgia game when I get home from from my daughter's soccer game most likely. So, but for the viewing setup, most likely yes, I've got uh, I, <laughs> the the question is will I do the multi the multi TV setup? So I cut the cord a few years ago. I've got an antenna. I've got my antenna set up. To my, uh, my my deck out back. I've got a TV mounted out of my deck and then I've got an extra coax cable coming off my antenna. So I run that out there and grab some smaller TVs and do the multi-TV setup. So most likely, yes, with us at, at four, uh, I'll probably do that so I can catch the 330 game on CBS through my antenna at the same time, get a little dual screen setup. So yeah, <laughs> how, about,
0: how about you? Uh, under normal circumstances, I would probably be doing some ribs. Uh, mm. However this uh this saturday my family and i will be loading our our entire family into i have four kids uh we'll be loading our family into the into the car to run up to um up to hilton head this weekend so um, oh, nice. our, our kids schools are in fall break if you can believe it or not it feels like it really snuck up on us so uh we're going to the hilton head for the the beach and so we'll basically if timing is perfect with us leaving um we'll basically be getting in around four o'clock and i'll basically be running to a a television at that point um but we do have we do have some um some some lovely bourbon here from the state of georgia that i'll be uh partaking in as i'm partaking right now and um you know i've got i've got a new game day jersey or sorry game day polo that i'm i'm excited about busting out so uh you know We'll we we'll make we'll make a we'll make a day of it in uh, in Hilton Head.
1: It does remind me the one thing I left out is I do plan to
0: uh, smoke a butt so
1: I can uh, eat some pork as we beat the hogs on Saturday. That's so that that, that that's, that's also in the plan, Mister That is in the plan. DIY. So so the the, inch, the the wrench there is the soccer game. So I'm gonna have to do it like overnight, uh, Friday night most likely. I'm I'm thinking uh, just because I don't want to leave the house. With the big green egg going. So, and I've never done an overnight cook. I usually uh, wake up early in the morning. So, but I'm, I think of I'm planning to do the overnight cook. Uh, I've got the Bluetooth temperature sensors, so it'll hopefully wake me up if it gets out of way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> those things usually keep their heat for, for quite some time?
1: They do. The concern is that just keeping it at like level, right? So, it's not, uh, I'm not worried about it getting uh, not enough heat. I'm worried about getting too hot right yeah so but that's the good thing about a butt. but's uh boston butt, um a lot easier a lot easier to to deal with temperature flux than say um i don't know doing any kind of beef
0: but yeah so um you know i'll probably be uh hopefully hopefully come come sunday morning we'll be uh celebrating a dog victory at the salty dog cafe Oh that would be nice
1: I, I I would tell you you're not too far away from Fripp. you could hit him Fripp dog, but he's not there right now it's my that's my dad for yeah not not the know. He's, uh, he's not at fripp he he he's back in he's back in
0: Nicholson. <clears throat> I was wondering how far away that would be from your pops but uh but yeah,
1: as the crow flies, it's not too far but uh or you could take a boat but to take the roads, it is kind of it's kind of a waste
0: <laughs> we'll uh we'll definitely be enjoying the the beaches and um you know, I'm I'm looking forward to, to to being up there with the with the clan and uh, home opener or sorry, the season opener, you know, on the beach. So, um, anyway, that's That'll what be we'll nice. be doing.
1: Nice, nice. Yeah, looking forward to it. Is is Champ coming with you?
0: Champ staying at home. Champ will be in the at the trainer in Waleska. Um, okay. The uh, the doggy dorm up in Waleska. Um, not a sponsor yet. <laughs> nice. <laughs>
1: uh, awesome.
0: What else you got? Uh, you know, uh, this was a good, this was a good first run. Obviously some technical difficulties for those following along. I'm sure you'll see, but,
1: uh, I'll, I'll edit all of that out. I'll edit, edit, I'll edit it, it all out. It'll, it'll be magical.
0: <laughs> no swear words. Ah, yeah, I, yeah, I don't,
1: yeah, I didn't have to write any times down. Uh, won't have to add the explicit label. Should be good to go there. Okay. Kids can listen. We'll Family-friendly.
0: We'll have to have a sign that says it's been zero podcast since we had a swear word for, for Nathan. <laughs> Nathan and Justin. There you go. Nice. <laughs> uh, too
1: good. All right, man. Well, it was great talking to you. Uh, we'll do this again. We'll get a schedule set up, and we'll get uh, the word out on Twitter for when the next episode's coming out. Uh, but let's look forward to the dogs beating the hogs on Saturday. Absolutely,
0: go dogs. Hi hey, man, go dogs. For the ride for, with you on this, uh, this is uh this is a nice this is a nice little escape for me where I'm not I'm not playing video games and I'm just talking with you and shooting the shit and you know doing whatever ah! the hell else we're gonna ah! do here.
1: Oh, you just did it! You just did it! Zero episodes since the curse word.
0: <laughs> uh, I thought we were over. I thought we were done. Oh
1: yeah, we <laughs> I'll edit all that out. people won't hear that part. <laughs>